my name is Julie Turney, and this is the HR Sound Off Podcast Show, the show created for HR and business professionals to discuss pertinent topics and trends as it relates to our professions. We're going to have amazing conversations with HR professionals from all over the world, get to learn their origin stories. How did they get into this profession? What do they love about being here? And how they want to set the record straight on that one misconception that really drives them crazy about our profession. Are you ready? I'm ready. Then let's sound off. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the HR Sound Off podcast show. My name is Julie Turney, and I am your host. As you know, HR Sound Off is recorded by an HR professional for HR professionals. We share HR stories, HR tech, all things HR you will find on this podcast show. And today I am joined by Raymond Ninabar. Raymond, how are you doing? <laughs> how? Thank you. Doing very well. Wonderful. So Raymond is from the company Edligo, which is a talent company. So we're going to talk a little bit about Edligo. But first, we're going to get your HR story. Tell us about your journey into HR and where you are at right now. Right. So you know, thank you. And thank you for the opportunity to be here, Julie. It's really great. Um, well, I started in engineering role, you know, many years ago in 94. I started in Nokia and then um, moved on to different countries, started managers' roles, you know, became, were still technical, moved to Malaysia, Philippines, Australia, worked in Indonesia, then Mexico. And then I got a call uh, from the current CHRO of Nokia, and she invited me to become an HR. You know, she asked me, Raymond, don't you want to do this? You have managed so many engineers, so many people all the time around the globe. It's time for you to move on doing something else. And I took that opportunity. It was really great. And that's how I entered HR. I came, became HR business partner. Then in Munich, moved back to Germany. We had a merger with Siemens on the network side. And um, well, I moved on through a different role there. We, we always change lots of between different departments. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, you go through all kinds of tasks, mergers, divestitures, and wow, so many things to do and to learn, which was yeah. a great journey. And uh, well, after some years again, I became again in Germany a little bit bored. So from 2015 uh, to 2019, I was then based in Sao Paulo in Brazil, worked there as a head of HR for Latin America. Then end of uh, 2019, then I came back to Germany and I decided, well, I have the HR, I would like to take a break. So I took my pass from Nokia and uh, after a while I joined now this company Edligo, where I am right now. And in Edligo, I'm thought leader, um, consulting HR director, and I become more and more an AI expert because this, I find this topic very, very interesting to see what algorithms can all do. Yes. Is there bad AI? Is there good the AI? AI. Mm-hmm. Is there something? Where does it go? You know? Yes. So, because it's like we all know these movies where you have some artificial intelligence yes. that says, uh, will destroy the world in the end uh-huh. is the bad factor, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I guess, but it's not that way, you know. AI is really a cool stuff, you know. So we don't really have to be afraid of it. Yes, definitely. I guess um, you're one of those people who was 
did you read that article um, from Google where they fired someone who said that their AI has a personality? Yes, yes, yes I've been reading about that. And uh, uh, sure, um, you know, it always depends, of course, on how you program things because computers are basically, I might say, a little bit stupid. You know, they have to learn from humans. Yeah. And we have to program them in that way that they're open for everything, to learn and to absorb everything yeah. and not entering any restrictions there. Mm -hmm, um, so, mm -hmm. but, but it's true, it's an important point. And there are even, therefore, certifications available to verify that, they are, that, that the AI is not of a bad type. Yes. Awesome. You've lived a long and beautiful career in HR. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Yeah, and I've been enjoying it every day, you know, and wow. still do. And just looking at your face and I can see you know, you're still very, you look very happy <laughs> and enjoying, you. You look like you're enjoying what you're doing. So oh, yes. thank you so much for sharing that. So tell us a little bit about EdLegal. What is it? How does it work? Okay. EdLegal, first of all, it's like equivalent to uh, it's our software platform and the company name as well is called EdLegal. What we're doing is, Talent and learning analytics. Talent analytics more for corporations, learning analytics for countries, for uh, bigger learning institutions that really want to figure out more about their students, the student behavior to help the students actually to really sustain in their learning path. You know, it was mm. many universities, they just don't know why they lose students. Many companies, they don't know on the talent analytics why they don't find the, the right talent in the organization. Many companies are just a little bit, I can call blind, you know, or blindfolded still, yeah. or and, um, don't have the tools at hand. They're working maybe with Excel sheets, you know, or, or any kind of tabular stuff, you know, yeah. which is, I would consider it's very old fashioned, old grandpa fashion, style, dated, you know, but. The era. Mm -hmm. Yes, but it's it's happening everywhere. You know, we, we we see this everywhere, and then we see as well that people are, are HR managers are very often scared. They they don't like the situation that they have, but they as well a little bit afraid on, uh, on, on about this change to move forward to something really digital to actually help people in the organization to as well have a very transparent view on career possibilities in the organization you know so when you use at legal it starts with job profiles right you know, and underlying skills uh, competences that people need to do and then that people should be have according to their position and then our ai will go through all these learning management systems which are out there or the organization has a contract with and is then suggesting right away what are the learning activities that the employee should be taking to move from A to B to close gaps. Mm -hmm. you know? And then managers will as well confirm if, have, if these gaps have been closed, employees do a self-assessment, manager says yes, no, we're, we're going somewhere, we're getting there, and then people are slowly climbing the ladder. And I said it's very transparent because you can see any position in the organization and can decide, well, if I want to take this path, what would I really need to do? Yeah. And our AI system is just really telling you I click on the button for any position that's in the that's that's in the organization. And that's really wow. fantastic. And yes. for now, now as you then know all the skills, you know, of the in the organization, you can easily find the right people, mm -hmm. you know, for 
for for projects to fill projects to or, or to fill positions or to actually approach people for positions i have experienced that there people in the organization who actually have the skill might be very suitable but they don't want to step forward because of maybe some big mouse people that are uh, always around and uh, they may not let them go through or they're just afraid, although they might be even better skilled. So the system mm-hmm. will help us to identify these people who are closest match to the competences required to an open position. Yeah. And then we can approach them and ask them to apply. You know, it's not that we want to automatically fill positions through this, but people should still go through an open process in the application and selection. But I, I know, for instance, that women are frequently or very often they're a little bit more reserved, not like the men who are very pushy, maybe easier. And, and, and so we, we believe that this is as well a great tool for more diversity, equity, and definitely as well for inclusion. Inclusion. Mm-hmm. And because it is a very dear topic as well to myself, I find yeah. it is very important that we find those diamond nuggets in the organization. As well, people can tell you what do they really want to do in this company? Where do they want to grow? Do they want to actually move as well location? Do they want to work somewhere else? Or just do they want to be static? Do they want to stay in this kind of project environment? Or do they want to do something else? Do they want to move from blue color to white color? Mm. What they want, you know? So and people can just provide all information and then you figure out already what people want in your company. Or if you want to have big strategic, big new development activities, looking automotive, everyone, everything going away from the combustible engine to the electrical engine. Mm. If you have then so many competences to be learned, you know, so it's hard to, to be handled just by the HR organization all manually, you know, it's basically impossible. It's why well, I, I believe as well what I see that we, ha- we have it easy. It's easy for us to get agreements with workers' councils so because they love it. Because it gives equal opportunity, full transparency to every employee as well to workers' council that they can see what they're, how to develop and how to get ready for the future. Even if you have disruptions in the yeah. organization and they don't, they don't want their people all to be laid off. They want them to develop, to evolve. Right. Wow. Wow. You see it. I'm nonstop talking about it because I really love this system. Yes. Yes. Definitely. And I was going to say, like, can really see your passion for the company and what it stands for and what it's trying to achieve. And it really does sound to me like the next evolution in talent acquisition and talent management, you know, talent development of your your workforce. And I think that it's so important that we recognize that technology can play a very integral role in helping you make decisions. A lot of times when people think when we are asking you to embrace technology, they come to this conclusion, especially if you're in HR, oh, this is going to take my job away versus how this is going to make my job better so that I could be better at what I do and help me close some of my competency gaps but offer the best people experience, right? Right. I mean, I have seen this in, 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 in some places. Actually, what you say really hit the nail on the head, you know? So some mm-hmm. some people are very... Well, they, they have the sensation that let better not touch this topic because they might actually get outdated later on or might, might have fear of uh, getting redundant. But what I tell them, if you're, for instance, working in a reporting organization part of your organization because i know that many companies actually they have data 
and they create a reporting. When you're looking at, at Lego, this one wants to do analytics and predictive and predicative recommendations, which is really, there are really many further steps to, to go with this. Yeah. And when you then take this reporting and help them to understand actually what you need to do, they can evolve as well in their role in advance in understanding what does it mean to go actually from the reporting, which is in the end going to be a very mechanical way of just repeating that and that can even be done just by a machine yeah. if you only do reporting nowadays you probably your seat is probably shaking already yes i would i would say because when you look at all the tools whatever is there it's just there by clicking button it is repetitive uh stuff there of course some people may be there to format reports but once it's there it's in the system and people can always see it but then the analytics part is already tricky, but then doing the recommendations on who would be the right successor, yeah. who are the best performers, do mm -hmm. we really have these, and can we do all these correlations? This is where it really requires much more uh, intuition, brains, and uh, new skills, actually, that right. people can learn. Yes. And it makes the life more interesting because you exactly. really get eye-openers looking into completely new spheres that... Because in the end, in the end, I think we're just doing reporting. Honestly, I think it's boring. Yes, you know. But, but if doing you see the bigger picture, yeah. yeah. Because when you do discoveries and help the management actually with your work to make decisions that further the organization, put the organization in a much better position in the long run. Hey, that's super great, you know. Yes, and that's why I wrote this one. Article, I don't know if you've seen it, but I see, but I see that HR is the new a, uh, CEOs and CFOs darling. Mm -hmm. Because with these tools that we can, uh, the reporting capacity and analytics capacity that we are having, we actually as well remove these nose factor, gut feeling, gut feel decisions from promotion, succession planning, uh, uh, project staffing. You really get can get the best yeah. if you have the right tools at hand and that is on the other hand something that investors love to see because we we, we have in germany we already do have uh, um, uh, csr reporting rules now that comes this esg uh, i don't know some people are that are in accounting they know this ifrs ifrs creating a new board called issb just to look at the uh, sustainability reporting and of course, they're looking first at the environment, but employees, talent management, all these things are being added there now to all this already. And, and then there is GRI and many other organizations that have already done the definition where organizations have to actually report how do they do sustainable talent management that is not coming through the nose factor or gut feeling that is sustainable, repeatable, reproducible in a correct way without uh, even without as well creating the risk that people feel disadvantaged mm -hmm. that you see later on in court in front of a judge where you have yeah. to spend so much money. And just think if you have a, a large organization where you have 100,000 people, maybe you have 5% that... Uh, your turnover of these five percent, uh, maybe two per ten percent may uh, uh, take legal action because they feel disadvantaged about something. 
you know, and legal uh, uh, reason might be there either, you know, and when you look at all these costs and such tools are really just uh, reducing costs significantly on the legal side, but as well, you get a lot of uh, addition in the employee experience, and that's really mm -hmm. great because yeah. people can see directly and they see it's going to be fair. Mm -hmm. Not that the recommendations that the system is doing, people will really always have to take. What is important here is to see that the management has an eye opener that Peter, Paul or Mary are there actually as well with the right competences. And the one that you've selected may be your golf buddy, but he's not even in the list. So why? What good reason beside your Beside that, Paul is a golfing buddy of you. What other good reasons might there be? <laughs> you can, if you really justify yeah. that not to take any of these three that have been picked or suggested by the system, you know, and then HR gets a much stronger role and tells them, look, these guys are really next in line. Mm -hmm. You know, that guy, he still needs to do and learn all these other things, you know, before actually considered ready for the role. Mm. And that's like, changing HR and the importance of HR significantly. Yes. And yes. we protect for we, we, we protect much more as well from financial damages. And uh, sustainable companies are as well thoughtful by investors. You know, you know there's these funds, you know, they they really look for sustainability. Mm -hmm. If you can add this one on as well, right. as being really one of the prime uh, uh, organization that manage these things as well, according to latest guidelines. Wow, it's a plus on the list. Definitely, definitely. You really opened up a whole bunch of topics that we could talk about on other occasions <laughs> because we could talk about this stuff all day long. But I am so glad that um, EdLegal exists to help organizations and especially to help the HR teams to really create a better um, recruiting and talent management ex experience. And if they're willing to embrace it, they will be able to create better opportunities, better career paths for people within their organizations and help the business to make better decisions. So I really hope that HR will em embrace that. Can you tell us where people can um, find EdLegal on in, on the internet and also um, tell us a little bit about if they can have opportunities to sample the platform, how does it work? All right, great question, Julie. Of course, uh, our EdLegal, you'll find EdLegal in the internet at www.edlegal.net. Very simple mm -hmm. uh, uh, URL. Uh, we are as well in on LinkedIn. You find us on LinkedIn. Just search for Edlego, and you will find us there. Uh, contact any of us for a demo, and we're happy to help. Happy to explain. And the good thing is with Edlego is when it, it's all not just from the wreck, you know, because we understand that organizations are all different. Yeah, they all have different competencies, they have different skill requirements, they have different reporting and different analytics requirements just due to the difference in their existence because we are not yeah. all just baking bread, you know? So everybody, mm -hmm. our companies are different. So we are as well, we, we have of course some base and then we will be ready always to customize everything, what organizations need. Mm -hmm. And what we see as well from our big clients, for instance, we have a large client that is Capgemini, I can mention that. 
they have fantastic ideas of what they want to see mm -hmm. using the data to their internal hiring benefits and as well for the employees that they can go around. And what we see is what, what the clients are reporting or Capgemini specifically is saying, they're, in, they, they're much faster in staffing internal projects. They're much faster in identifying their local candidates and approaching people. Their team's getting more diverse. Mm -hmm. The employees are just saying it's fantastic on how quickly you get a learning pass and how quickly you uh, uh, have access to all this using SSO technology and all this, I say tech blah, blah. I don't want to load us so much, which just makes it then really a very easy experience for employees actually to use this and to use it either on the computer or on the mobile phone. Nice. Nice. Thank you so much for that. So check out, I will put the link in the comments so that people can check the platform out a bit more, the website and learn more there. So thank you for sharing that. Tell us, Raymond, what are you reading, watching, listening to right now that you think our audience would appreciate? Wow, this is, well, I'm reading so many things, you know, and currently I've been uh, reading a lot in Gartner, actually, because yep. I find that they have done lots of research and, and even in, in today, I found again something which, which is telling me that DE&I and data-driven decision-making is the way to go to actually yep. overcome all these unconscious biases. biases. You know? mm -hmm. So, and, and I've just read this again and I wrote a, and I shot out an article on, in, on LinkedIn, a, a, a small comment on that, because I find this is, this is so true. And uh, you look at McKinsey, you look at Gardner, mm -hmm. they have lots of research or doing lots yes. of research in this area. And, and I'm currently really scouting a lot and trying to find out what do others think. And I see I'm not alone. No, you know, that fi finding that this is really the future way. I think not even anymore the future way. It is something that we have to do now and where. Yes, well, we see that some organizations are taking first steps. Yes. Yeah. So th these things are what I'm currently very busy with. Definitely. And I'm glad that you mentioned um, Gartner and McKinsey, because whenever I ask HR professionals, like, what are you doing to stay up to date with, you know, things that are happening in our industry and around our industry? Because it still involves us in some way about how we create better people experiences. And I get... People who look at me like deers in head, like, you know, a deer in headlights. <laughs> I'm like, it's not rocket science. Gartner, McKinsey, I always recommend Gallup, Corn Ferry. Yes. Um, all of these agencies are doing great things to help us as HR professionals. They're giving us the data. They're giving us the insights, which helps us to then go back to our organization and build our cases um, for products and services that we want to create in the organization. And also just to help people understand, you know, why better leadership is important, why well-being matters, why DEI is important to the organization. Exactly. So I'm really glad that you touched on, on those areas for sure. Um, because they really do help to shape us and help us stay informed in this industry, for sure. Thank you. That, that's true. And it, I, I can just say, tell everybody here, yeah, it's really easy to subscribe to get those yes. regular updates. They're not flooding you and you can download even like complete yes. reports. Complete and, reports and, 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 for free. And, and they're for free, really. Yes, it's just I love it. It's amazing. It's yes. amazing. You know, yes. Especially if you want to learn about these data 
AI-driven decision, supported decision-making. We think they're really, really good already in having articles there and, and telling you why this is something we should be really looking into. It's not, and that's why I said it's not even anymore really future because it's there almost every day. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. The big question, Raymond, what is the biggest misconception about HR that really bothers you that you want to set the record straight on right here, right now? That was the biggest misconception. I think HR can't do miracles. <laughs> we uh, know we don't have wands and we don't have wear capes. <laughs> we don't have magic wands. That, that's true. But Mali managers believe that HR will fix their problems yeah. of those things that they've screwed up. So, and I think what's very important is that our leaders that manage people, that they need to spend time with them. They need to understand and the purpose of their own job is actually to help others to develop and to help others to find their path through the organization and not putting on on HR's shoulders because HR is of course, facilitating tools, doing things as well, right? Providing, of course, coaching and recommendations. But in, in my personal view is that the line managers, the leaders, they have to connect with their people, understand them and spend time with them. Yeah. No? And Absolutely. not not having only an annual review. I don't mean that. You know? Thank you. Tell them, Raymond, tell them. <laughs> yes, and, and I do. Uh, my reckon, I reckon half an hour every week with important with all your team members, you know, and having a group meeting. So this is what I what I've always been doing and what I practice because I find this is so important. You spend time with people, you develop trust, and well, you reduce as well time to failure. Yeah. Absolutely. You get things quicker done. Yes. You know, everybody appreciates people will just love it. They might yeah. be surprised, so you'd have to tell when you change processes, when you start doing this. But mm-hmm. in the end, it works. Exactly. It definitely does. Thank you so much for sharing all of your insights and, and knowledge today. I really appreciate your energy and your experience that you've brought to the sound booth today. I really appreciate it. For the last question, can you tell our audience what you do to take care of you. You're a very busy man. You have lots going on. What do you do for self-care? What do I do for self-care? Oh, that's a good question. You know, I might not be as good in it as I should be, you uh-huh. know, but I like I like frequently to take some walks. I take, while I work a lot in the home office, I take regular breaks as well at home. Yes. You know, walk around on the balcony, watch the... Birds, yes, and 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 that's relieving, and of course, plan vacation and exam. There's no good in accumulating leave and then for fighting it. Nice. I think that's very important. Very important. In all legislation, you didn't take your leave. Oh, you stupid thing! It's gone now. (laughs) No, don't do that. You know. Yes. Don't do that. So it's very important. Plan vacation. Uh huh. And, and, and take it with your loved ones to yes. enjoy this time, this, this time, and enjoy Definitely. the evening. And don't work 
10 hours a day, not at least not every day. Some days you may need to do this, but eight hours is enough. But not every day. Not, every, not day. every day. Exactly. You know? so it's important to take a break. Yes. You know? Because I've seen many guys very strong who suffered from burnout just because they thought that they have to be in this hamster wheel. No, mm -hmm. you don't have you to don't, be. Don't no, have to nobody be. else than yourself can take you out from that. Oh, I love it. I, this is such a such a great thing to hear from you saying that as a as a man as a leader in the organization um you know recommending that people take care of themselves and and not keep staying in that hamster wheel you know because i think a lot of times people think that you know that you the expectation of the leader is i must work these 10 12 hour days i must take calls on my vacation I shouldn't take time to listen to the birds sing or watch the clouds pass by in the sky. Mm -hmm. But it really is important to do just to see. It doesn't matter how small it is or how insignificant it might seem to you. It's a big thing. Yeah, it, it is. And I thing. think I clearly see times of industrial revolution have passed. Yes. You know, we can't allow ourselves this. All our legislation has advanced as well. We understand that yes. if you work too much, you can get overworked. You can get sick, sick and you can get physically sick yes. from being uh, from from the, the psychological damage that you have put Absolutely. on yourself. You know, Absolutely. and uh, and it's very important to, to people talking about this because it is causing depression. And it's very important there for the managers, for the leaders to actually see this, discover this, you know, and understand what they should be doing and what they really should be saying. I mean, it would be going too far for the experience that I have made with people that had depression or were suicidal and doing that. Sorry, God, God, stay well. But, yeah, but it all true. happens. Yes. It all happens, you know, and people, and here HR actually can as well help by providing some, some kind of guidance and training to managers really on, this is where I see HR really again plays a big role to come in as well with psychologists and help training it's managers because these are things where managers or where, where people generally may feel very uncomfortable. Yes. Because they don't know. And yeah. even, like even when we start today, the first thing is we're asking ourselves, how are you? And how serious do we mean this with how are you? Exactly. you are, that's why we turn on the camera. You can mm. see look in the face, you know, you yes. just do this on the phone and you really take and reserve time for the people turn off all the distractions you know not the phone yes. should be ringing and so really pay attention and listen that's what managers need to do they need to that's listen right. and understand their people and they need to be able to read between the lines but they must be as well able to understand how much workload there really is yes. and helping them to helping them to develop and helping them to be successful in the career if people yeah. are if employees are not successful in the career my view most time, it's a management failure. Yes, definitely. I agree. You have left much food for thought today, Raymond. Thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. Tell our audience how they can find you on social media if they want to connect and have more conversations with you. Right. On social media, you'll find me as well on LinkedIn, Raymond Ninava, or my email, raymond.ninava at, at legal.com. I'm happy to be contacted. Anytime. Well, allow me some sleep because I like to relax at night. You know? So as, we are, yeah. as people may hear this around the world. So I tell I'm living in Europe, Germany. And uh, well, please connect.
Thank you so much, Raymond. Appreciate it. It was a pleasure having you today. And we're looking forward to learning more about Edligo and developing our relationships together. So thank you. Super great. It was perfect. Wonderful to be here talking to you, Julie. Thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome. Thank you for joining me for this episode of HR Sound Off. I hope that you found it useful. You can find this and all of the episodes of HR Sound Off on all major podcast platforms. Spotify, Apple, Amazon, you name it, we're there. Remember, HR Sound Off is created by HR professionals for HR professionals. If you would like to share your story, then reach out to us and let us know. Make sure to hit the notification bell and subscribe to HR Sound Off on YouTube as well as Podbean. And we'll see you again when we next sound off.